0: One thing I travel around so much, but I don't think I've been in a worship session like this morning. Would you give this team up here just a nice big thank you? Wow, well, you guys really heard from from the Father this morning. I promise you that. There was incredible. I actually want to just pray a blessing over you and pray that Yahweh will bless you in all your areas with your talents and that it'll it'll not just stay right here. It'll just go over the airways and that people will get healed and set free and delivered through the music because that is possible. I don't know if you realize that, but there are people that Sometimes you can't pray for them, and they just listen to music, and, and, they, and, and you get set free. And I'm not just saying this because I have to say this. I'm a musician myself. My wife has got a music degree, and we know what, what anointing is with, with, with music. And this morning was really, really one of those special mornings. I just want to thank you guys so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lord and just doing what he told you to do. Amen. Well, it's good to be back. Thank you so much for inviting us. What a year. <laughs> I thought last year was bad, but this year was just started off. Oh my goodness, I don't know. All I know is, is what we're saying. He's for us, <laughs> he's not against us. And it doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter who's in government, who doesn't matter who's. President, it doesn't matter who's what. My faith is not in them. My faith is in Yahweh. That is who my faith is in. That's who I trust. But I, I, I hear that um, all of us have gone through a lot of stuff. The whole of 2020, and even in 2021, this these two months, just a good a report. I went for my PET scans every three months last year. They they tell me I have to 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 do that. So I said, okay, just to prove you right, and that God is right, and that He told me that He's healed me. All four of the PET scans were clean and stuff. So there is nothing. Thank you for your continuous prayer for me, and. um, I don't do it because I'm afraid. I do it because they tell me to do it. So if they tell me to do it, that, that's okay. You know, the insurance pays for it. So I, I just keep on proving them wrong that, 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 that if they think that there's something there, you know. So the cancer was gone. But now the COVID showed its big fat head out there. But, man, we can, we can overcome anything because greater is any sickness or disease or attack that is in the world than he that is in us amen amen if you have your bibles before we start thank you so much holy spirit that you will help me right now that i bring the word to the people that they will hear the word because this word yahweh is the truth and it will set us free help us today just to get some practical insights into the word and help me to preach through the Holy Spirit and let them hear through the ears of the Holy Spirit, not their flesh, so they can understand the word. I pray that in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Turn your Bibles, if you have your Bible with you, to the book of John. John. My birth name is Johannes. And in English, that's John. So they've taken the last of Johannes and they've. Of John chapter. Did, did I tell you what chapter? you so holy you should know which chapter guys. <laughs> chapter 11. Okay. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Book of John. New Testament. I hope so. <laughs> Just look at me quickly. How many of you have really been through some hard times? for the last year or two. or I mean, all of us, I think, have gone through a lot of bad stuff happening. If it's not with you, then it's with your family or maybe your finances or maybe your job or whatever it it is. And me going through that cancer and the COVID and, you know, people canceling you because of the COVID and stuff. And I thought to myself, all of us are going to hear some bad news some or other time in our lives. Nobody is immune against that. Somewhere, time you will hear some bad news. Your father passed away. Well, you know he's going to heaven, but it's still bad news. So, how do we treat bad news in the life of a believer, of a Christian? So I looked around a little bit through the whole Bible and I saw what happened to Paul and Peter and Abraham and Moses and all those guys. But then I found that the best example of somebody that heard bad news was still Yeshua. And in chapter 11 of the book of John, there was a man named Lazarus who was sick. Who was from Bethany, read with me, the village of Miriam and her sister Martha. This was the same Miriam who anointed the Master with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sisters sent word to Yeshua saying, Master, the one who you love is sick. Now I looked this up. And Lazarus did not have a little headache. He didn't have a sinus infection. The man was going to die from the sickness. And if you love somebody, because they say Yeshua loved this man, Lazarus. When Yeshua heard this, it wasn't good news. Oh, Lazarus is dead, uh, uh, sick. He's going to die. Well, that's okay. It was bad news. It, thank heavens it wasn't something about Yeshua or his mother or his father or one of his brothers. It was somebody that he loved that he heard was going to die. They were so sick. So I said, I thought, let me just read this in a different way. How did Yeshua react when he heard bad news? How are you going to react when you hear bad news? Are you going to react like the normal hypocrite Christian will react? Well, why is God doing this to me? Why did this happen to me and not to the other guy? Look how he's living and look how I'm living. And we start whying and questioning and complaining towards Yahweh. And we say, we don't understand what's going on. Why is this happening to us? Are we going to fall on the ground, start kicking and screaming like a little spoiled rat? Because nothing is supposed to happen to us? Listen to me. We are in the world. And Yeshua said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But he will go with you through it. You are not going to go around it. You are not going to go over it. You're going to go through it. And when you go through it, you will see the victory. Because this is how you fight your battles. Come on, man, man, what I was saying this morning, I thought, man, these guys saying everything that I can preach. That's good. Just, just go for it. So the first thing that I realized that Yeshua did when he heard bad news, listen to, look to the next verse, 4. When Yeshua heard this, he did not say, oh, Father God, why did you let this happen? He's my friend. If I was there, he wouldn't have been. He didn't do that. The first thing that Yeshua did when he heard this news, he replied and he said with his mouth. So what I'm finding is here that when he was told bad news, he reacted by saying back, hey, he just spoke immediately. This sickness will not end in death. It is for God's glory. So that Elohim may be glorified through it. And I thought to myself, listen to me guys. Whatever that old sliffered devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Wants to give you some bad news. The Bible says where two of you agree on earth concerning anything, you can have that. And sometimes we agree with what the enemy says and not what the word of God says. If the word of God says you are healed by his stripes and the devil says, well, you are sick and you're going to die. You tell him to shut your face and get behind me, Satan, because the word says. When that devil tells you your wife's going to leave you, your marriage is going to break up, you tell him, nope, it's not going to happen. When he tells you your son's going to die because of drugs, you say, no, my son's going to get healed. And I realized that if, if you get bad news, the first thing that you should do is not agree with the bad news, but speak against it. Find a scripture and speak against it. What Yeshua did, no, the sickness is not unto death. He's not going to die. It's to, we're going to be to the glory of God. Now, Yeshua didn't immediately leave. He didn't say that Lazarus was, Lazarus was not sick. He did not deny that he was sick. When you got the COVID, nothing would help you to say, well, I don't have it. No, Baba, you had it. And you felt it. It's no use denying something, because denying something is not going to heal you. You know what's going to heal you? The Word of God is going to heal you. That what comes out of your spirit, man. What is inside of you that when something bad happens to you, that you will rather agree with what the Word says than what the enemy says? Oh, boy, and we have so many scriptures that we can use in that area. So, Jesus, what was Jesus... Uh, uh, Yeshua doing what he said, the sickness is not unto death, it's for the glory of God. He was basically sending his word ahead of himself before he left and before he went to Lazarus. He was sending his word, that's what Psalms 107 says, verse 20. Is he sent his word and healed us. So if you and I have a problem and we encounter a problem and we hear bad news, something can happen, something can go wrong, the first thing I don't agree with what, the, what they're saying, and you reply with the word of God. You reply with the answer that is in the word, not, the, not what the devil says. Yeah, but honestly, it's a fact. When, when the doctor told you that you had cancer, it was a fact. Yeah, it was a fact. But you know what nullifies the fact? But I'll tell you what can nullify the fact the truth. The truth will nullify a fact. And that's whatever the fact is. If you speak the truth, you will be set free. You can have victory. So there comes Yeshua. He hears the bad news. And he does not deny the fact that that the sickness is there. But he spoke the healing. He spoke the truth. And he canceled the fact. Did you know that Yeshua knew that he was going to die? Go to verse 11 with me. After he had said this, he told the disciples, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he has fallen asleep, he will get better. Now, Yeshua had spoken about his death, but they thought that he was taking a Sunday night cap. A night cap. They thought he was sleeping. But Yeshua was speaking about his death. Is everybody with me? Then Yeshua Yeshua told them clearly in verse 14, you bunch of dumb, blonde disciples. You see, Yeshua never said he's going to die because nothing negative ever came out of Yeshua's mouth. What comes out of your mouth? How are you talking? The first little sort of thing that goes wrong. Oh, well, I was expecting that. I knew that was going to happen. Well, I just went to the doctor, and they tested my heart. And as I thought, my grandfather's got heart problems. Father's got heart problems. Now the doctor tells me I've got heart problems, so I'm just going to wait and die from a heart attack. Well, then, Baba, you die from a heart attack, but I'm not going to die from a heart attack. I'm going to break that curse in the name of Yeshua. That generational curse. You, because my father, my father, my grandfather died. I don't have to die. Yeah, but it's DNA. I know. But I got the blood of Yeshua. That can wash that free. I've got a promise. So Yeshua, Yeshua never wanted to say, hey, oh guys, Lazarus is, Lazarus is going to die. But eventually he had to say to them, hey, then Yeshua told them clearly. Lazarus is dead. He's not sleeping. But I'm glad for your sake I wasn't there so that you now may believe. Anyway, let's go to him. So there goes Yeshua, and there goes the disciples, and they get to the tomb where Lazarus was lying on the way he met Martha and, and, and spoke to her, and I'm not going to read through all that. He gets there and he starts crying. Jesus wept. Yeshua wept. It's okay to cry. If you hear bad news or something's wrong, when I had that cancer and I was crying so much, I after a while thought, I said, oh, Father, am I a sissy or what? And he said, no, if you're a sissy, then you're calling Yeshua a sissy as well. No, it's an emotion. Cry. Get it out of you. If you have to cry, cry. Nothing wrong with crying. So the people that stood around there, the negative bunch, you know what what they said? (laughs) Look at him crying. Couldn't this man who raised people from the dead heal the sick? Couldn't he have stopped this? You see, and that's what an attitude is in the church today. It's almost an attitude like, where is the Father God? Where is Yahweh? Where, where is Yeshua? Why, why didn't he stop this? Why didn't he do that? Listen, we're living in a world. I'm telling you again. You are going to face problems. But thank heavens you have the name of Yeshua. You have the blood of Yeshua. You have the word of Yahweh, which is the power unto salvation, Romans chapter 1, 17, or 16. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of of Yeshua. It is the power of Yahweh unto salvation. we got the Holy Spirit, which is the most unused spirit ever, Because every single one of you sitting here, when Yeshua said in in, in John 14, 12, he said, if you believe in me, you will do exactly what I did, and you will do even greater works than I did. Pastor Mark, my question is, why is the church not standing up and doing greater works and doing even what Yeshua did? Now listen to what Yeshua said, if you believe in me, So my question is, do you believe in Yeshua? Why aren't you doing those works? We sing about it. We talk about it. But the church is waiting for somebody to come and do it. And every single person in this church and in every other church has got the same Holy Spirit that Yeshua had. I don't know what else we want. If you say, "Yeshua," in the name of Yeshua, every knee should bow. When you, I, we, we, you remember we used to sing the old song? There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood, but we don't use it. Mm. We never apply the blood. (laughs) For some other reason, we just want Yahweh to do everything. And he said, I've done everything. I sent you, Yeshua. I gave you everything. I gave you authority on this earth. You reign on this earth. Isn't that what he said? So now, (laughs) no, that was not in my notes, so you could take an extra offering for that, okay? Hey, guys, just lighten up a little bit, okay? Just give me a little uh-huh here and there, uh-huh, if you don't agree or whatever. <laughs> okay. So these negative guys say, why could Yeshua not have stopped this? Oh, my goodness. It's so, you always get your negative people, always trying to be funny. So, verse 38. So Yeshua, again, deeply troubled with himself, comes to the tomb of the cave. So, all right, let's just go back. When he heard the bad news, he did not agree with it. He spoke against it. He never wanted to say the word dead until the disciples basically made him say, listen, are you guys stupid? He's dead. Then he comes to the tomb where the problem is. All right? So Yeshua said, this sickness is not unto death, but when he gets to the tomb, Lazarus is dead. See, and this is where the world says, we are wacko, because you're saying it's not going to happen and then it happens. Well listen, by saying something's not going to happen is just faith. You are calling those things that are not as if though they are. You are speaking that which is not as if though it is. But even if you get there and it does happen, you don't have to go lie down and say, Well, it didn't work now. Yeshua didn't say, Well, sorry, guys, I said Lazarus wasn't going to die. The sickness is not a death, but the guy's gone. Maybe I just made a mistake. He didn't do that. He got to the problem and he faced the problem. So sometimes when you say, How am I going to get the COVID? How am I going to get the COVID? And you get the COVID. Don't think that, well, Well, why did Yeshua, what, don't give, give Yeshua and, 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 and Father God the, 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 the cause to say that they wrong. Let's just look at this whole situation. I'm still one of those guys that believe that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yahweh is not a stealer. He's a healer. But I have a problem with the next few scriptures, because what you and I usually do when we say something's not going to happen and then it happens, then we go into a frenzy. And then I hear so many people, they start, the first thing that people do is they start praying, they start crying out. And what they usually, the way they usually cry out is they start begging Yahweh and they don't understand Yahweh and what's wrong, Yahweh, and all that that way. And I thought, when Yeshua got to the problem, the first thing that he did was not pray. How many of you know what was the first thing that he did when he got to the tomb? Move the stone. Roll away the stone. That's the first thing that he did. And I said, okay, Father, why did he do that? <laughs> and the father said, are you a blonde? <laughs> I said, no. He said, well, did Yeshua raise Lazarus from the dead? Yeah. He said, so if Yeshua had got to the tomb, yes, Yeshua and there's the tomb. If he had got to the tomb and he had said, Lazarus, come out. You know what would have happened? Lazarus would have stood up, and you all know how he was bound up, right? He was all bound up in, in gray clothes like a mummy. And Lazarus would have got up and walked to the entrance. And Yeshua would have said, Lazarus, I said, come out. And Lazarus would have come to the door and went, can't come out. There's a stone in the way. I'm getting this. So obviously, he had to roll away the stone before he commanded him to rise from the dead. Because otherwise, he would have rose from the dead, walked to the entrance, but he couldn't get out because there was a stone blocking. And Yeshua would have said, Come on, Lazarus, come out. And the people would have said, Father is not hearing Jesus' prayer. Yahweh is not answering Yeshua. Because Yeshua is saying, Come out, Lazarus, but we're not seeing no prayer answered. How many of you have prayed? And you still, be honest with me this morning, however you have prayed for some issue in your life, and you still need Yahweh to answer that prayer. Put up your hand, come. most of us. Can I change that this morning? Because I thought to myself, some of us are waiting, still waiting for Yahweh to answer your prayer. But maybe he has answered your prayer. But you cannot see the manifestation of that answered prayer yet. Why? Because maybe there's a stone in front of your situation that you have not removed. Maybe you are praying for a situation and Yahweh said, yeah, I will bring that up, I will fix that problem for you, but you cannot see it because there's still a stone. And I said, Father, what, what are you talking about, stones? He said, Well, Hansi, they are stones that you and I got to roll out of our lives because the stone was a hindrance, it was a blockage from seeing what's behind it, and seeing that Yahweh might have answered the prayer, but you will never see that prayer answered, and he's already answered because you still got this blockage in front. So I sat down and I looked at all the blockages in our lives. What can block your prayer? Manifestation of your answered prayer. Listen to what I'm saying the manifestation of your answered prayer, what's blocking it that you cannot see it? Well, let me give you a few examples. Disobedience, complaining, unforgiveness, willful sin in your life, rebellion, rejection, unbelief, fear, come on, the I can't words, I don't understand words doesn 't make sense words those things shouldn 't come out of a child of god 's mouth. you should never ever say i don 't understand i it doesn 't make sense I cannot yes, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, and the word tells me what what the answer is no what i 'm saying disagreements, worry, anger, pride, stress come on there's many many stones that can block you from seeing that your prayer was answered. But let me, let me give you. you, give me an example. Okay, I'm sure. I'm glad you asked me to. Father, now hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you believe that when you pray to the Father, that He will answer your prayer? Does He always hear our prayers? Does He always answer our prayers? Yeah, yeah. He's going to answer. Yes or no, or wait. (laughs) We like the yes. We don't like the no. And we hate the wait. Because the wait is yes, but just not the right time now. And sometimes he does answer the prayer, and you say, well, he didn't answer my prayer because you got to wait. But duh, if if you had married that woman when you wanted to, you would have been divorced five times already. If you had got that job that you wanted and wanted and God said, it's the wrong time now, I'll give it to you in six months' time, you weren't ready for that job, you would have been fired. And we don't understand that, hey, as the righteous, our steps are guided by Yahweh. Come on, he knows what is best for you and I. All right? So I believe he does. Let me just give you a scripture or two just to make sure that you are with me. John 14, 13 and 14. And Yeshua said to them, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And they say, now you're quiet. Did you hear what Yeshua said there? What anything that you ask in my name, I will do it. Father, in the name of Yeshua, please heal me. The Bible says he'll do it. I'm not saying it. Do you believe the word? Well, then you've got to believe that. John 16, 23. And in that day, Yeshua said, when I go to my father, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. So, Hansi, I can say to the Father, don't be dumb. Father, Hansi said that whatever I ask you, Father, Yahweh, in the name of Yeshua, you will do. So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, this afternoon, five o'clock, one million dollars at my front door. Thank you, sir. You can't do that. Why? Because 1 John 5.15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him. That whatever we ask, according to his will. If it's Yahweh's will to give you a million dollars, you'll have it this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Just remember me as well, okay? I'm the one that preached about it, so just remember me. Okay? I need, need a new Chevrolet truck, all right? Huh? One of the nice ones, okay? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> See, man, you guys look like you have had sisters. Shower lemon this morning. After this praise and worship, you should be rejoicing, man. I know what it is. You haven't heard English for a long time. You you, you can't understand what I'm saying. That's that's the thing. Hey, whatever you ask in the name of the Father, and the Father in the name of Yeshua, he will do. That's what he says. So, according to his will, if there is a promise that you and I have, we can ask you for Then we just, we're just we going to get a yes. We're going to get a no. I don't want to do that. Or we're going to say, yeah, it's going to happen, but just wait. Right. So, here we are. You prom- you, something happened. You did not agree. You're speaking against it. You're not believing it. And you get to the problem, and the problem happened. That what you said was not going to happen has now happened. What do you do now? You don't pray the first thing. You first remove the stones, because otherwise, Yahweh will hear your prayer, and you won't see it, maybe. So let's take an example. Father, in the name of Yeshua, they tell me that I got cancer, lung cancer. I'm asking you, in the name of Yeshua, heal me, according to what I've just said now. He's got to heal you, right? I will do that. So I believe, and I believe it's the will of the Father to heal people. So here comes that cancer, rises up, and Yeshua said, I will heal you. Even if you go through the treatment, doesn't matter. Doctors or no doctors, he's going to heal you. That's what Yeshua died for, for our sicknesses. Now, we don't see the healing. Now we start thinking, why is the Father not hearing our prayers? Well, what stone is in front there that's stopping you? Maybe the stone of unbelief. Maybe you know that Yeshua sure can do it, and the Father has heard your prayer, and he wants to hear it. But you wonder, man, why is it taking so long? You know, I've still got to go through these treatments. And, and the doctor says, I'm not getting better. So now you start fearing and you start unbelieving and maybe you got a stone of doubt you got three stones there, baba that you got to roll away the father wants to heal you but your doubt and your unbelief and your fear is stopping you from seeing that you are healed father in the name of yeshua i have financial problems would you please fix my finances The Father says, for sure, I want to prosper you financially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Yes, there it goes. Your finances are raised up. In the the spiritual realm, the Father's done that. In the spiritual realm, the Father's healed you. But you won't see your finances growing or getting better because you know why? Because you've got a disobedience stone. You're not paying your tithes. And the Word says, pay your tithes. Yeah, but I can't pay my tithes because what is Pastor Mark going to do with that, all that money? Maybe he buys the Chevrolet like Brother Huntsie. You still driving that old Ford? You driving Chevrolet now? That's why this whole church feels different. The music is different, everything different. This is a saved church. Oh, my goodness. My brother, I'm so glad you heard Yahweh say, Chevrolet, Chevrolet. Every night, I know you heard those voices. Mm -hmm. That disobedience stone, yeah, you you rolled that away. (laughs) Father, in the name of Yeshua, my marriage, come on, Yahweh, I'm married to this woman for 25 years. I cannot, no, she cannot divorce me now. Yahweh says, I hate divorce. I want to raise up and fix your marriage. But why have you got a stone of pornography? Why have you got a stone of adultery, of lust? Why are you looking at other women? You're going to fix your Your marriage will never get fixed. You first got to get rid of those stones. Come on. Get rid of that fear, of that, of that disobedience, that whatever, woeful sin. That we, come on, I can keep on giving you um, example after example. Oh, my, so Yeshua said, listen, let's take away the stone. You know what Martha said? Lord, we can't take away the stone. He's dead for four days. There'll be a stench. You're going to smell, man, bad. Tell me, you know why some people don't want to take away the stone? They're afraid what other people are going to smell. Oh, you're a board member. You play the guitar and you sing, Jerry. Just take an example. I don't want to take my real brother's name. And you're not paying tithes. And then you come out, yeah, I haven't been paying tithes for two years. But how can you play in the band? How could you be a board member? How could you be one of the elders? And you're not paying tithes. They're so afraid of what people are going to say after. Who cares what people say afterwards? Come out and repent and confess and say what you've done wrong. And come on, fix this problem. Why? Because you want to see your prayer that's answered manifest. You know what? You and I should not be blocking our answered prayers from manifesting. And that's when I realized, hey, if God says no, it's no. But if God says yes, and I'm not going to see it, how stupid am I blocking my own prayer that I prayed, the answering of that prayer through a stone that I'm blocking, that I don't want to give up, or that I'm afraid that people might hear what I did wrong. You know how many people live in fear? And they're afraid to say, I'm afraid. Come on, come out and say, pray for me. I'm afraid of the stupid COVID. I know everybody's got some kind of a fear, but listen, you don't have to be afraid of the stupid thing. God is greater than that thing. Yeah, and I know people die, but people die from the flu as well. They die from cigarette smoking as well. You ask God to heal your lung cancer, but you're smoking. You'll never get healed. People don't want to get away that stench. Secondly, you know why people don't want to roll away the stone? Because it's not easy. If you've got fear or unforgiveness or hatred towards people to roll that because you were abused when you were five years old by a man that was 30 years old, sexually abused. You know how hard that is for that five-year-old that is now 30, 40 years old to forgive that man? It's not easy. It's not just a flick of a finger, oh, and there goes unforgiveness, a flick of a finger, there goes fear. Somebody said to me, but unforgiveness is so hard. I said, I know it's hard. But hey, why? Because there's a price that you pay when you've got to forgive people. Yeshua sweated blood and went to a cross and paid a price so you and I could be forgiven. But you and I don't have to go to a cross. Yeshua already did that you just got to get rid of the pain and the hatred and the, un- and, and the malice in your heart and forgive this person and keep on speaking. I forgive him. I forgive him. Man, I wish, wish I could bump him in the face and kick him. No, 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 Lord. No, I'm sorry, Father. I'm saying that, sorry. I forgive him. I forgive him. and Keep on saying it until one day when you walk, you see the guy in, in the street and you look at him and think, I don't want to punch the guy anymore. But you got to do it because if you don't forgive him, then the Father won't forgive you. You you all know that. Come on. When Yeshua said, roll away the stone, you you didn't have a guy walking up there pushing a button, and and there goes the stone. You know how the stone was rolled away? You had those big Roman soldiers, and that thing weighed about a ton. They put those big poles in there, and, and they rolled that stone away. So when you have a stone of fear or disobedience or unforgiveness or something, you need some big muscle man Christian brothers and sisters that can stand with you and say, come on, we're going to beat this thing. We're going to roll this thing away. Come on, church. We want our prayers that are answered. We want to see. Hey, that's why you pray so your prayers could be answered. But you cannot pray, Father, please save my husband. Oh, Lord, I'm begging you. Whatever you do, and never beg. Never beg Yahweh. Why do you want to beg him? Just ask him. The Bible never says we must beg. Just ask him in the name of Yeshua, and he will do it. Ask him to save your husband. But now it doesn't look like it. And No, come on. Help. Let somebody come and say, what's wrong? What's wrong? Well, I'm afraid he's not going to get saved. Oh, I don't think he's going to get saved. No, let's break that fear with you. Pray with you and and roll that stone away with you. Instead of condemning the people that were disobedient or that are smoking or that have got a problem, help them and pray them through this thing and roll that stone away with it. Because when you have a stone one day, you're going to have some big muscle man Christians to help you as well. Boy, and they roll away that stone. And guess what happens next? Then Yeshua prays. Then he prays. And you know how he prays? Not like you and I pray. Oh, Father. And we roll out this whole big fancy thing. And we beg. Did you know, just for the interest sake, and I know this is going to hit some of your theology, maybe, uh, or your tradition. Yeshua never prayed for anybody. Father, would you heal Pastor Mark? He never did that. He always said, Pastor Mark, what do you want? And Pastor Mark said, I'm blind. I want to see. He said, go, your faith has healed you. Everywhere. Go go read the New Testament. And I said to Yahweh, I said, So Jesus never asked you anything, Father? He said, no, he did. But he asked me when he was on his own, when he prayed on the mountains, and when he was in his prayer, that's when he asked me, man, and I got another example, and I do that, and I've had success with that. Before I come to a meeting like this, last night, this morning, guess what was my prayer? Father, I'm asking you, in the name of Yeshua, and you said, whatever I ask you, in the name of Yeshua, you will do. People will get saved. People will get healed. People will get delivered. People will be, get set free in Yeshua's name this morning. And now I apply the prayer of faith, and I accept that what I cannot see yet. And I speak that, that I cannot see yet. And I said with my mouth this morning, this morning, people will get saved, set free, healed, and deliver. Even if it's one, even if it's somebody over the internet, I don't care. I've asked God, I've accepted, I've spoken it. Now, when you come out here after this, this is how I pray. Just like Yeshua did. Father, thank you. Come on, read it there. Read it there. He said, so they roll away the stone, verse 41. Yeshua lifted up his eyes, and then he prayed and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. Man, I wish you could get this in your spirit, man. Because then you'll stop worrying and moaning and griping and, and, and oh, what's going on? Why isn't you, Yahweh hearing me? Father, thank you that you've already heard me, the prayer that I prayed. Thank you that you always hear me. Say that with me. Say, thank you, Father, that you hear my prayers. I know that you always hear me. That was his prayer. You know, I mean, there's an asking prayer. There's a conviction prayer. There's an con- uh, intercession prayer. There's a thanksgiving prayer. And he had already prayed for the resurrection of Lazarus. Now he's just thanking him. I know that you've heard me. And I thank you that you always hear me. So that's why you'll never hear me when I pray for people here. Father, I ask you to heal sister so and so. Father, I ask you. No, I've already done that. And listen, church. If you come to church this morning and next uh, Saturday, and you come to church with an attitude of this morning I'm going to be prayed for, and this morning I'm going to get healed. This morning I'm going to come out there and give my husband and Pastor Markson to agree with me, and my husband's going to get saved. Then you got already got a Prayer of faith asked, accepted. You agree. You thank Yahweh that's gonna happen. Pastor Mark comes and you agree and you both say, Thank you, Lord, that it's done. We don't see it, we don't feel it, but we believe it. It's gonna happen. Man, there'll be a powerhouse prayer right there, and that's when we will see miracles. And I will always thank the Lord that you are healed because I've already asked him. I need you to come to church with the same attitude that when I come to church, I'm going to get healed because I've already asked, and when I'm here, it's done. Come on. Don't look at me with those funny eyes. Um, it's, it's not what I'm saying. It's what Yeshua's doing. He said, I, I know that you always hear me, but because of this crowd standing around, I said so that it, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. So he first rolled away the stone, then he prayed a thanksgiving prayer, and guess what happens next? Then he, you could call it the next prayer that he prayed or the commandment that he made because he had authority of the Holy Spirit to tell a dead man to stand up. And he didn't say, oh, please, Lassie, Lazarus, come on, man, you've got to do this, man. otherwise I'm going to look stupid here you got to come out. Father, you got to help me. And no, He said, Lazarus, come forth in authority and in power. Cancer, I command you in Yeshua's name, get out of my body. Rebellion spirit in my home with my children, I command you in the name of Yeshua, get out. That adultery, pornography spirit in my house that my, my, my husband's watching, in the name of Yeshua, I break that over his body, over his mind. Whatever it is. You see, we've become marshmallow Christians. It's like the devil's trampling on us. I don't know about you. I'm not under his feet. He's under my feet. What was that old song? I went to the enemy's camp. Remember that old song? He's under my feet. He's under my feet. That's an old song, but I mean, it still, it still makes sense. That, the devil and his demons, Yeshua gave all the disciples in Luke ten nineteen. He gave them authority and power. To trample on serpents and scorpions, which represents demons, and power over all the power of the enemy. You and I sitting here has got power over the enemy. You know what the big uh, uh, um, problem is that I found out the other day? Man, Yahweh showed me this. I I was looking at the armor of God, uh, and he said to me, do you realize that you have a shield of faith that... uh, Quenches all the fiery darts of the devil. So when the devil comes and those demons attack you, you just put that invisible shield of faith, which is the word of God, which creates faith. Man, you just hold it there. Bang, bang, bang. Those arrows will just fly off, man. I said, yeah, I know that, Father. I know that. He said, but you know what you don't know? I said, no. He said, when you retaliate and you attack the enemy, do you realize he doesn't have a shield? He's got a few arrows that he's shooting at you. You've got the whole full armor of God, which one of the, one of the great weapons is, is a shield of faith. And you can shield yourself and protect yourself. The devil doesn't have anything to protect himself. with, And we still, well, I don't know, I don't know if the word will work against the devil. If I say, I don't believe this. Hey. You and I got more weapons and more stronger, greater weapons than than he is. And when you say, in the name of Yeshua, he's got no shield to protect himself. He's got to drop his hands, turn around, and leave. He might come back at an opportune time. That's what happened in the desert after three times. that Yeshua said to the devil, it is written, it is written. And he left until an opportune time. Where am I? Is my time? I've got to finish up here. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Lord. And he said, come on. Will you start, please, using your authority and commanding whatever is dead, whatever is that problem is, that problem to be fixed. Will you start commanding in the name of Yeshua and commanding that thing after you've removed all the obstacles and the stones out of the way, Thank Yeshua for what He's done. Thank you, Father, that He hears your prayers. And then you take authority and you take commandment and you speak that life over that situation because He's given you that authority and that power in your house, in your church, wherever you go. That doesn't mean you'll never be attacked. That doesn't mean you will never get a flat tire. Yeah, you will. Just don't do what some Christians do. They look around and kick that thing and start cussing and cursing, you know, and then say, I wasn't cursing, I was speaking in tongues. All right. (laughs) And he commanded that Lazarus to come out, who had been dead, and he came out wrapped in burial clothes, bringing his hands and feet with cloth all over his face. And Yeshua said to them, cut him loose and let him go. I don't know about you. I want Yeshua to cut loose all the bondage that I'm bound up in. And there's a lot of Christians, a lot of believers that are bound up. They're bound up in areas in their lives that they shouldn't be bound up. And they're praying about it. They're praying about it. They're praying about it. And I found out the other day when Yeshua came and there was that fig tree and there was no fruit on it. He said, you will never bear fruit again. And the next day, Peter said, oh, Rabbi, look. The tree that you cursed from the root has died. And the father said to me, you know what you do sometimes, you preachers and you people? People come out and they say, oh, I'm smoking. I want to stop smoking. Oh, i got fear and so forth. And we start cutting off the fruit of that tree. And then you go home and you feel better and two days, two weeks later you come back. No, I've gone back into it again. I'm, I'm drinking again. I'm drugging again. I'm smoking. I don't know what. And then we cut off the fruit. We just pray off the fruit. He said, if we get that root out, because when you get to the root of the problem, the whole tree will be destroyed and there won't be fruit no ever again. And your prayer will be answered, but you've got to get that. All those stuff out. Now listen to me. If you have rolled away the stones, and you and your prayer isn't answered immediately, now don't say, Brother Hansi was a liar. That means. In, I said, I said, Father, what happens if I ask you something in Jesus' name? I make sure all the stones are rolled away, and I don't see, still don't see the manifestation of my prayer. Then Father said to me. Then you wait, because that means I've heard your prayer, but that's not the right time. It will happen. There's my own wife that's been sick for many, many years after she fell on her head. She could not get on the stage and sing with me. She could not sit on a chair like this, and then she wants to fall off. And last year, God healed her ears, and she's back on the stage with me singing, and she's sitting on the the chair. It took me many years, but I never stopped. I roll, I, you know, because once you roll away the stone, it's going to be rolled back by the devil again. And then you roll away fear, and then he puts worry in front of you. And then you roll away worry, then he puts stress in front of you. He just never stops. He, he can't get you to hell, but he'll torment you and trial you the whole time that you're on earth. But hey, that's why we come here. That's why we worship. That's why we praise. And that's why we do what we do. And we keep on fighting that good fight of faith and you don't stop. You never, ever give up. Listen to me carefully. I know. There's some of you sitting here that are healed and that have gone through what I've gone through with the cancer and with Jeanette going through her surgery and stuff. We know. We fight the fight of faith. You don't give up. If it's your time, you'll go. But what's the other song that Elevation is singing? If I'm not dead, God's not done. That's my testimony. From death to life. Uh And I'm not dead and you're not dead. So put that lion in those lungs and start praising and worshiping and thanking Yahweh for who you are and what you are. Amen. Can we roll a few stones away this morning? Give him a big clap and stand with me. Thank you.